Thank you, man. Good evening. Good evening. How are we doing tonight? Cool. It's good to be here. Well, I'm, I'm happy for two or three things. Number one is that I'm speaking before the addition of that 830 service. So I didn't have to be here this morning at like 6 a.m. And uh, second thing is that, re, that I, I forgot about that. We're going to be here in May. So if you want to hear some outrageous stories uh, about fun and, and marriage and craziness, you'd be part of that marriage retreat. We're going to have a big time. Y'all will love Carla, my wife, and uh, I was quite an outfit when we first got married. We've been married for about 35 years, 35 in December, so um, yeah, that's about the way she claps when I say that too. <laughs> She's like, woo! <laughs> I clap harder. I'm like, yes, we made it, but uh, we, we had quite a, quite a start, and uh, but God has been good, and we've learned through a few things along the way. So if you can be part of that, come on and be part, be part of that. We had some great morning services. Love, love, love this church. Absolutely love it. And Pastor Ross, um, I highly, highly respect him, honor him for his leadership in this place. And I just, uh, Pastor Paul, it's a friend we were talking this morning, and, and I just... I'm just so excited to be here with you. You all seem like family. So uh, today, I'm just going to, we're just going to do something simple. I'm just a simple guy. And uh, the title of my message is My Wish for You. So I sh- I, 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 I'm here today, and I have a wish list. And I'm going to tell you about, about what my wish is for you, because I have a burning passion, and it seems like the older I get, oh, I didn't, my name's John, my wife's name's Carla, we live in Mexico, have lived in Mexico for 34 years, and uh, matter of fact, I just arrived yesterday, I speak in Spanish about 300 times a year, so I think in Spanish, and so my, probably my first two or three days, once I get back in the United States, I was born and raised in Michigan, so I'm an American, and, but when I get back in the States, I, I think in Spanish, and then I translate myself in English. So right now you're hearing a translation. <laughs> but the bad part of it, sometimes I don't translate very good. And so I'll start saying a sentence in English, but formulate it in Spanish. When I get done, I thought, that didn't sound, that sounded weird. So if I say something kind of weird, it's just the Spanish. And if I say something that it, and, and just a Spanish word comes out, then you just pretend you know what I'm saying and go along with it. If somebody speaks Spanish here, you just throw out the Spanish word and, and we'll go for it. But Carl and I, we, we've lived in Mexico for 30, 34 years and, and, and love, absolutely love what we get to do. But we're here, for, we're from Michigan, born and raised in Grand Rapids, and I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about that in a little bit, but I, the, long, the, the longer I live, the more passionate I become about helping people just live the best version of themselves. Just If, if your name is, 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 is Joe, I want you to be the best version of Joe that, 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 that there could be. Is there a Joe here? Because I see people looking around, they're like, where's Joe? <laughs> I, just, I just love, especially if you're a Christ follower. Especially if you're, I say Christ follower sometimes because sometimes we say Christians, it's just kind of a, you know. So if, you're, if you one day ha- have come into a relationship with your heavenly father and, and you're in that relationship, you call yourself a Christian. I love to see Christians live just a passionate, exciting life. And so many times I see, I see Christians start out their faith journey 
excited, passionate, fresh faith. But so many times after, after a while, it seems like their faith becomes old, stale, and stalled. And I just want to say this. If, if you are a Christian and, and, and being a Christian is boring to you, you're just not doing it right. You just ain't doing it right. Because Christianity is not boring. Now, I've met a lot of boring Christians in my life, but Christianity is, is not boring. It's one of the most exciting, challenging lifestyles that exist on planet Earth. So if you're here this morning or this evening and, 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 and your faith is so vanilla that it just seems like it doesn't even matter, Either there's something that you need to know or you're just not doing it right. And that's why I want to tell you what my wish is for you. And, and, and my hope is that, that, that you'll take this and you'll look at this. And before you leave, you say, I'm going to do what that guy said. That's, that, that's my wish. So this is, this is what I want to talk to you about. My wish list for you, we're going to put it up on the screen. And if you got your notes, you want to fill in the blank. We're going to do it real simple, and I'm just, I'm just simple. It's a simple challenge, but this is my wish for you. My wish for you is a courageous act of obedience that costs you something. A courageous act of obedience that costs you something. Now, that might not be your wish for you, but that's my wish for you because I know what that'll do. And when I say a courageous act of obedience that costs you something, what I'm talking about is I want you to respond to one of those internal nudges. Now, now you're a nudges. If you're sitting next to somebody you know, nudge them. I said, just give them a nudge. Give them a nudge. Cool. Good. A couple of you are going a little overboard. <laughs> Dad with their kids, they're like, boom. Kid goes sliding across the room. I've always wanted to do that. <laughs> A nudge. A nudge could be boom. It could be a little stronger. It could be real light. It could be maybe a tap on the thigh. It could be a tap on the shoulder. A nudge, all a nudge is, is something that kind of gets our attention. So what I mean by a courageous act of obedience that costs you something is that I want you to respond to one of those internal nudges that are divine in nature. In other words, it's God nudging you to do something that he wants you to do. So that phrase, my wish for you, a courageous act of obedience that costs you something, is, is simply responding in obedience to one of those nudges. And I'm not talking about concocting some crazy thing. I'm talking about walking out of here and saying, the first single lady that I see, I'm going to marry her. I'm not talking about that. I, talk, because that's not, that's, that's not divine in nature. That's craziness. And there's people that do craziness. I'm, I'm talking about a nudge. God nudges you, and, and, and you know that he's nudging you, and, and, and then you step out in a courageous act to do that. I'm going to say it this way. You can write it down. A decision that you don't know where it will take you or how much it will cost but that you know in your heart 
that God is nudging you to act. Leave that up there, if you would, for just a little bit. A decision that you don't know where it'll take you, and, and you don't know how much it'll cost, and that cost can, can mean all kinds of things. You don't know how much it'll cost, but that you know in your heart that God is nudging you to act. It's, it's just as, as simple as that. I, I remember years and years ago, 1984, actually, actually it started in three, but 1984, I had just stepped into a relationship with God. February, excuse me, February 2nd, 1984, I received Christ as Lord and Savior of my life. Have, had never been to church before that as far as I, I did not know him, do not come from a religious background at all. Three months later, I found myself in Mexico. And I, May 23rd, 1984, 5.30 in the afternoon in a place called El Frijol, the bean town. It's called the bean. So we're in this little Indian village up in a, in a place I'd never been to Mexico, Mexico before. I'm not Hispanic, born and raised in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Find myself in this, this, little, this little town called the Bean Town in, in Mexico eating chicken feet soup in a little hut. Get ready, you guys that are going to Kenya. Yeah. The field, the field. <laughs> Eating chicken feet soup, and I asked the man we were eating with one word, the only word that I knew in Spanish. I said, Pastor, baño, baño means bathroom. The pastor did this international sign. Later on, I found out that what he said was that, with that was, you're in the mountains. Any place is a restroom. So I walked outside of this little hut, and I'm walking along. And as I'm walking along, May 23rd, 5.30 in the afternoon, in a little town called the Bean Town in the middle of Mexico, had never been there before, boom, God nudged me. And God spoke to me and said, this is where I want you to begin. I'd never spoken a word of Spanish before in my life. Never been in Mexico before in my life. Didn't understand the culture. And he nudged. In a million years, did I ever think that one day I would stand up and speak in front of people? I was a truck driver at the time. In, in a million years, did I, ever, did I ever dream that one day that I would stand up and speak in front of people and my first language would be my second language in a language I did not know would be my first language. In a million years. In a million years did I ever think that I would have four children and they would all be born in Mexico. They would be Mexican citizens. In a million years did I ever think I would have six little Mexican grandchildren. See, because so many times in the church we, 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 we talk about dreams. What's your dream? And, and, and that's cool. I'm, I'm not against that, but let me tell you something. If you can dream it, it's probably way too small. You know, we talk about dreams. What is your dream? Well, our 
dreams are so compiled by, by our lens and, and so compiled by what we can actually think and see. And, and people ask me, hey, did you ever dream to be doing what you're doing? Heck no. I asked for permission this morning to be able to say that word heck. Now, Pastor Ross is here, and so I'm, I'm all right. First service was like, no, you can go further. You can just go ahead and say it. <laughs> no, the answer is no. Why? Because we, 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 so many times we, we, we think we have a dream. I dream that one day you can't even imagine the life God has for you. If you'll just step out in one of those courageous acts of obedience, he nudges and you respond, and all of a sudden you begin to live a life. Your, 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 your faith is activated, and it's fresh, and it's every day, and you can't believe what's happening. One of the things I talk about, there's a decision that you don't know where it'll take you or how much it will cost. In a million years did I ever think one day, one of our children, one morning, five months old, we would wake up and find him unconscious in his crib. We'd rush him to the hospital and the doctors in Mexico to work on him. They didn't know what was going on. When it was all said and done, our little boy Timmy, because of brain seizures and a, and a sickness called encephalitis, he would, he would be blind and wouldn't walk and wouldn't talk and for 30 years. He's our little special boy. He's one of the most traveled, handicapped little young men. We carry him around. And 30 years, in a million years did I ever think that, that, that a handicapped, my, my special needs son would be such a huge blessing in my life that would be really what, what helps me to not self-destruct and, 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 and to keep my eyes on, on the Father. In a million years did I ever dream that I would live what I'm living. In a million years did I ever think that, that one day I would be sitting next to, next to Carla, my wife, and, and, and we would be in the front row and be, we'd be watching videos of people being baptized and, and, and people's lives changed and kind of look behind us and, and hundreds and, 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 and sometimes thousands of people behind us and look behind us and, 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 and just our mouths wide open thinking, what if we wouldn't have responded to that nudge? You know, God, God could have done it without us. But he allowed us to be part of it. In a million years. Did I ever think I would get on an airplane and go into a city or a country and sit down with a president and talk, talk with him or talk with her about, about values and coming in and walking alongside them and helping them. And by helping these countries, people's lives opened up to us. And in a million years, did I ever think that year after year we'd see a hundred this year, we've seen 200,000 people receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. Not church people. Not church people. 200,000 in a million years did I ever think that could happen. Not my wildest dreams. And you sit here this evening, Big Rapids, Michigan, listening to, to, to a guy that you probably don't even know tell you what his wish is for you, a courageous act of obedience that costs you something. And you can't even imagine 
what could happen in your life. Because God's got a dream for you that's so much bigger and so far beyond what you could ever think of and ever imagine. And all it takes is responding to a nudge. A nudge. Because that's how he works. He nudges and he's waiting for us to respond. You know, a lot of us are here and and have a relationship with our Heavenly Father because, because one day he nudged. And, 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 and however he nudged, it could have been a nudge by somebody saying something to us. could have been a nudge by us coming into a place and listening to, to, to somebody talk about Jesus. And, and there was a nudge, and we responded, and we started our faith journey. And that faith journey was started with a nudge. And, and, and it started fresh and exciting, and it was new. But so many times, people's faith journey become old and stale and stalled because the only way you continue to keep that fresh is by responding to that nudge. This is what I know. If you and I go too long without responding to one of those divine nudges on the inside, our faith will become old and stalled and stale. That's why I said if if Christianity is boring to you, you're just not doing it right. He's nudging and you're not responding because that will keep your faith alive. That's really what takes you into a relationship with God that's deep. So many times I I, I listen to church people and they talk about deep. There's a... They're, they're in a church service, and they don't understand nothing. Whoever was speaking, they're talking about things, and they walk outside, and they're like, that was deep. In other words, confusing is deep. No, that's not deep. Christians go into Bible, school, Bible studies, and they're like, we're going to study out the Scriptures, and we're going we're gonna to go deep. We're going into the deep things of God. Well, I think it's great to study scriptures. I think it's fantastic to do Bible studies. But let me give you the definition of deep. Real simple definition of deep. Deep is when you can't touch bottom. You ever see a pool that says deep? In Spanish, it's profundo. What does that mean? You can't touch bottom. You want, you, you want to go into a deep relationship with him? Step into something that you don't control. You don't know where it'll take you. You don't know you, you don't know how much it'll cost you. And all of a sudden, you say, all right, God, you've nudged and Here I go. And you're over your head. Paul was asking me this morning, said, so tell me what you're doing and tell me what's going on. This, that. So I shared a few things. And I just looked at him. I said, look, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm over my head. We got so many things going on in so many countries and so many things going on. I'm just over my head. That's deep. You you want to know God like you've never known before? Just respond to one of those nudges. Just respond. He's nudging, and and you go deep. You know, in Latin America, there's always these pools, and it'll have profund, it'll have have deep written on it. uh, But then there's always kiddie pools. You ever seen a kiddie pool? You ever see it kind of like... in, in Latin America, they're just like regular pools, but they're only about five inches deep, six inches deep. And, and the kids are in there, little babies. I mean, you can throw little teeny tykes in there. They're playing, and they're, they're splashing water all over, and it's cute. Imagine an adult. Big man, 6'4", 250 pounds. <laughs> hey, I 
right, you think, there's something wrong with that dude. That's what happens so many times in our faith walk. In our faith walk, we're, we're splashing around in a little, little, little kiddie pool. And, 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 and God's all God's saying is, just follow me, John. Just I'll nudge. You step out there. It's going to take courage. And, and, but, but you just step out, and, and, and our relationship will, will grow deeper and deeper and deeper. Deep is when you say yes to God, even when you don't know where yes will take you. That's deep. Deep is obedience without a guaranteed outcome. See, it's, it's, it's when we live that lifestyle that nobody has to ask us to pray. Nobody has to tell us to read our Bible. Nobody has to, has to encourage us to, to seek God. When you, when you live a deep relationship with him, when you're, when you're in the waters and you can't touch bottom, <laughs> it's just like, God, God, Somebody asked me, John, do you read your Bible? Do I read my Bible? That's all I do is read my Bible. Get up in the morning, do you see God? I get up in the morning, the first thing I think, God, I need you. I am over my head. You've nudged. You got me in this over my head. Because that's, the where, that's where he loves to have us. Why? Because if my life's not dependent on him, why do I need him? then this just turns into, it turns into just another religion. And we can walk in, and we can sing the songs, and we can raise our hands. It's possible to, to attend church. It's possible to sing. It's possible to raise your hands and be in the kiddie pool. Because he could be nudging. And if you and I aren't responding, and, 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 and I am guilty he has nudged me, and it just and it was just like, wow. You know, so many times we think, well, I, I, can't, I can't even imagine how that would be. And so we're just there, and he nudges again, and come on, son, I know you can do it. I want to show you something. I want you to live something. I've got a plan for you. And, 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 and really, that's, that's when... You want to live a lifestyle that's a lifestyle that is so out of this world. Respond to one of those nudges. You know, and that's when your faith intersects with his faithfulness. We just sang a song. Great, great is your faithfulness. Well, why does he have to be faithful if I'm not living in faith? In other words, he's going to be faithful, but it doesn't intersect with anything. So there's none, there's none of those times that are just like, wow. When your faith intersects with God's faithfulness, baby, that's when things happen. When your faith, when he nudges and you step out, and that intersects with his faithfulness, man. So if you're sitting here this evening thinking, I wonder why he came to this place to tell me what his wish is for me. Because I've got a desire that you and I Live every day of our life in a, with a fresh, exciting, passionate faith. That we're connected with, our heavenly, connected with our Heavenly Father every single day. Because the danger is, if I don't, then my, my faith becomes old, starts to get stale, and it gets stalled. And once again, then this just becomes a religion. And it becomes boring, 
and I'll probably get cynical. I walk and I think, that's weird. Why is he wearing that? I don't like the temperature of the auditorium. I don't like that song. You know and I know that our Heavenly Father wants us to live every single day connected with Him and excited about Him. And it's the only way by Him nudging, me responding in His faithfulness, taking us to places. When I mean places, I'm not talking about geographical places. I'm just talking about places that He wants us to go. And I don't know what that is for you. And I don't know what his dream is for you, but I guarantee that he has a dream for you that you can't even imagine. You can't even imagine. Pastor Ross mentioned that, that, that I translate for, for John Maxwell. Well, I, I just don't translate for John Maxwell. I met John 20 years ago, and a lot of you have read his books, and if you don't know who John Maxwell is, he's considered one of the most influential leaders in the world. And, uh, and, and, and I got the privilege to meet him 20 years ago and, and began to serve him and help him. My wife and I are just missionaries in Mexico, but we know Latin America and travel Latin America. And, and I began to serve John and help John. And, 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 and John brought me in alongside of him, began to mentor me. And, and then John said, JV, he calls me JV. My name is John Verican. He calls me JV. He said, JV, he said, why don't, why don't you, 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 you be in charge of all Latin America. Everything I do in Latin America, you, you, you run that thing. So I said, all right, we'll do it. And I put teams together, and we've got, we've got organizations in, in every country of Latin America. We see thousands of people get saved every, every year. We, we, we have different initiatives. We go into to countries, and I talked to you about going in, talking to the president on down. And, and, and just recently, John came to me, and I didn't say this in the first two services, but since Pastor Ross mentioned it, I'll just throw that out there because I'm over my head. And John said, man, JV, you're doing a great job. Why don't you just be in charge of everything I do in the world? So that's why when Paul asked me this morning, this morning he says, how you doing? I'm like, I'm over my head. Over my head. Look, I was born and raised in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Have a Inner city public school education. Not the smartest guy you ever meet. Not the sharpest guy you ever meet. But I'm just crazy enough that when God nudges, I'll say, yeah. So I, so I said, well, what the heck? We're going to do it. And, and so... And, and, and walking into countries and talking to presidents and, and, and doing what we can do to go in and add value and teach values and people's lives open up. Then we share the gospel with them. I'm over my head. That's why I wake up every morning. I woke up this morning, opened my eyes, and I thought, I get to be in Big Rapids, and, 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 and God, I'm over my head. I need you. And that's what Jesus wants. You know, when Jesus was here on earth, his invitation to people was, follow me. He didn't say, he didn't say, read a book about me. He didn't say, learn about me. He said, follow me. And what, was he, what he was saying was, I want you to experience me. And when I talk to you about a courageous act of obedience that cost you something, the only thing that is is a challenge to experience your heavenly father 
at a level that is out of this world. Out of this world. You know, when, when, when Jesus invited several people and said, follow me, you know, the first time uh, he did that and, 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 and Luke and, and said, hey, follow me. One time a guy turned and said, I would love to follow you, but you know what? Let me go and bury my father and then, then I'll come and follow you. Well, according to scriptures and, and by culture, and, and actually Latin culture is this way, his father hadn't passed away. Because if in Latin culture and in that culture, the minute somebody dies, in that second, you are already doing a service. Within 24 hours, that person is, is buried. And so he was just, he was taking care of his dad, and his dad was probably, probably going. He was probably ill. But basically what he was saying to Jesus is, Jesus, I've got a few things I've got to take care of first. Jesus, let, let, let me get the kids through school, and then I'm all yours. Let me, I got two years left, and I am out of this place. I will retire, and then I'm good to go. See, what I found out about those nudges is there's always a reason why not to. What I found out about those nudges is when he nudges, it's not in my ability to be able to do it. It's a courageous act. It's something that is beyond me. 1989, it was in, in the Soviet Union. God spoke to me. He said, I want you to go to Cuba. I've never been to Cuba in my life. I didn't know where Cuba was. He nudged. He said, Cuba, you're going to Cuba. Two years later, I was on an airplane going to the island of Cuba. In a million years did I ever think that I would be part of the history of Cuba, the spiritual history of Cuba in this modern generation in a million years. Did you say, you ever dream about going to Cuba? Never. Never thought about it. Couldn't have dreamed it up if I wanted to. Wasn't on a radar. Because your dreams will only be as big as your radar is. And he's got a radar that's way bigger. You can't even imagine. You sit here tonight, and you can't even imagine what a courageous act of obedience that costs you something will do if you just respond to that nudge. You can't even imagine. And that's just my simple challenge for you. A courageous act of obedience that costs you something. I want to give you a chance to respond to that. Because I do think that there's people here tonight that God's been nudging. I do think there's some people here tonight that, that God's tapped a few times and, and you haven't responded. And I don't know where you're at on that scale. Maybe, you're, maybe your faith journey has become old. Maybe Christianity has become kind of boring to you. Maybe you're not there yet. Maybe it's just he's nudged and you, and you, haven't, and you haven't responded. And, and, but tonight, I want to challenge you to respond. Challenge you to say, Father, you've nudged. I know you've nudged. Nick, that nudge could be as simple as... You live on a street, and one year ago, some people moved in across the street, and you've been thinking, 
I should go over there and introduce myself. And he's nudged you, and you haven't. He's nudged you, and you're busy. And he's nudged you, and you just haven't walked in. It could, that nudge could be just as simple as, Hi, my name's John. I'm your neighbor. Sorry it took me so long to get here. Anyways, I live right over at that house right there. Anything you need, if I can do anything for you at any time, why don't you know I'm here? That nudge could be, could be your heavenly father nudging you to begin that business that, 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 you, that, that, that you've struggled with on the inside, wrestled with, and it's like, yeah, I don't know, it just seems so big, or to take that job. Maybe you've been offered a job and you just think, that is way too big. Well, join the club. They're like, wait, that's way too big for me. But it's God nudging and he's saying just a courageous act of obedience. You can't even imagine what I'll do in you if you just step out. Whatever that nudge is, tonight, I just want you to respond. I just want to say, I want you to say, Father, I'm going to take that courageous step. I don't know how much it's going to cost. I don't know where it'll take me. That's your side of it. But I want to live a fresh, exciting faith journey with you. Because that's what being a Christian is all about. Will you bow your heads with me? So if that's you, if you're here tonight, and, and you know God's been nudging, but it just... You just haven't gotten there yet for whatever reason. It doesn't matter. really doesn't matter. Why? The important part is that tonight you say yes. And you take a step towards that courageous act of obedience that costs you something. You say, God, I'm going to do that. If you're here tonight and that's you, I'm going to pray for you. I'm not going to single you out or anything. I just want you to raise your hand and say, J.B., that's me, and, and, and pray for me. And, 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 and I have decided tonight that that's the way I'm going to live. If that's you here tonight, just, just raise your hand real quick. Just lift it up here. Great. There's a bunch of hands. Anybody else? Just, just lift it up high. That's me. That's Lee. Let your Heavenly Father see it. That's me. You're nudging. I'm, I'm, I'm recognizing that you have nudged my heart, Father. Anyone else? Fantastic. Awesome. <laughs> and, and listen, if he's nudging you about the nudge, <laughs> tell him yes. Cool. Let me pray for you. Father, boy, I know this message is simple, but it's so complex at, at the same time because we live in a real world that, that has real challenges and and, 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 Father, sometimes your nudges on the inside, those divine nudges, you wanting us to do something, sometimes they're so far beyond what we think we have an ability to do. So we need your courage. So I, I ask for a special grace for my friends that raised their hand. I ask, Lord, that, that you'd, you'd give us a special courage to be able to respond 
to you. I just lift them up and I declare, Father, that, that as they respond in obedience to your nudge, Father, that their life will, their, their, their faith journey will begin, to, will begin to, 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 to rise and they'll begin to see you in a different light. They'll begin to communicate you with, with you differently. We'll be in up over our heads in, 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 in that dream that you have for us and in, in the only place we'll be living in the deep and, and, and eyes will be towards heaven to look to you and, and, and our faith will be fresh and it'll be exciting and passionate. I declare it over their lives, Father, and I thank you for it. I thank you for it. And Father, I thank you that this church, families, this church, this community in the world will be different because of some men and some women's decision in this place tonight that said, you've nudged, I'm going to respond. And I thank you for it. Father, thank you that they're writing the history of their life. Most exciting story to ever be told, their story. And I declare that their story will be so exciting because you're in the center of it. And I thank you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Y'all are awesome. Hey, listen. So I didn't really.